Hello, this is Chris Kousselis, and welcome to another episode of The IT Woodworker. I am joined by a returning guest, uh, Detective Jeff Wig. Jeff, uh, I just got to tell you, the last podcast that I had you on was the, uh, the most listened to podcast I had, so I'm very excited to have you on. So, you know, welcome to the podcast today. Hey, thanks. Um, I'm glad to be back. And just as a technicality, I, I did manage to level up at work since the last time we talked, so... I'm technically a deputy chief right now, so. Oh, okay, okay, De deputy chief then. So I missed yeah. I missed that in the uh, on the uh, precursor here in our in introduction call. So my apologies, my apologies. No, no, no problem. And additionally, the, where we left off the last time we talked to, you were heading out to Quantico to the FBI Academy. So, uh, yeah. t tell me a little bit about that. That had to be pretty exciting. Yes. Um, it was a great phone call to get. It was kind of unexpected. I had only applied a few months prior, but I was in the right place at the right time. Uh, several people ahead of me to go out to National Academy had made the decision that they were going to retire. So the resident agent um, in our local office reached out to me and said, hey, can you do you think you can go? And be there in the next few months and I'm like absolutely <laughs> and so I, I go out there what an incredible incredible experience it was the people I met the friends I made even even today I was communicating with a guy from Gibraltar <laughs> if you know where that is you know just south of Spain there a southern part sovereign part of uh, the United Kingdom um it was nothing. I just sent in some pictures, but they're having a meeting over there in Europe of the FBI National Academy Associates. So I've been getting some photos from some of my friends. Uh, one of them over there, he's from Norway. I had participated in the International Partnership Program. So my roommate was uh, Norwegian and it, it was great hanging out with the internationals for 10 weeks. It was just an incredible experience. Nice, nice. Well, I'm excited about the uh, additional podcast that I'm going to tap you for then to talk with all your friends around the world. So sure. very exciting. So and and as we get into this, this podcast here, um, it, it's exciting. And, and I don't know any other way to put it, but how you had you had kind of laid it out to me. It's uh, it's a reverse scamming the Nigerians um, yes. who, are, who are taking advantage of everybody from every class to every age um throughout the united states so um i i think we can just kind of kind of jump into this podcast here jeff but you you want to sure. frame it up a little bit here um um go yeah how this kind of happened is like many cases uh an elderly person in our community um she came in she had cashed a check that she thought was legitimate and then she got another one. She cashed that, thinking it was legitimate. And these scams are always kind of the same. Uh, this one in particular was, if you do this and we hire you, we'll wrap your vehicle with a particular company's logo. That company will pay you X amount of dollars per month just to drive around. And we'll pay you. And here's the money to get that done. And how the scam works is obviously the fake, the checks are fake. But when you get it, it's there's always an overage and they're like, oh, we made a mistake. Send back the excess. Keep a little for your trouble. And then we'll get a hold of you about setting up the wrapping of your car. This happens twice. The bank calls. These are fake. They're fraudulent. Now you're out tens of 
tens of thousands of dollars or several thousand, I forget the exact amount, but it's at least several thousand. The case gets referred to investigations and it kind of fell on my desk because the investigator initially assigned was out. And then she gets a third check and that's where this whole thing starts to blossom and unfold. So, so let me back this up. I just want to make sure I've mm -hmm. got my head wrapped around this right. So it's it's an online link. And, yes. and I, I mean, I've seen, I've actually seen, you know, vehicles driving around with, with different wraps on them. So they say, Hey, if you drive so many miles a, a month, then we'll pay you because you're advertising our brand. So we'll wrap your car with this and we'll pay you for this. They click on the link. Somebody reaches out to them with all the details. And in this case, they said, we're going to send you money to wrap the car. Is that how it worked? Yeah. We, we're going to send you a check to cover the wrapping of your vehicle. Okay. It, it, but then when they get the check, they get a, a follow-up messages, usually texts and phone calls. Sorry, we sent you an excess amount. Maybe they'll say, oh, we thought that amount was going to this other person who was doing it. So we sent you too much. So what we'd like you to do is just cash the check, hold this amount, to um, essentially pay for the wrapping of the vehicle. Yeah. And you can keep uh, a little for yourself, but send the excess back to us. And the excess okay. is thousands. So okay. the bulk of it is thousands of dollars, not like a few hundred bucks. It's thousands. So in the first two, so they sent three. So the first two was over, was over ten thousand dollars that she had or that uh, this was, person had sent or close yeah to it was that. it was close yeah it was close close to that so pretty significant amount of money correct okay so then they come in it gets signed they tell you what's going on it gets assigned to you and check three comes in the mail go so check three comes in the mail and the victim gets a hold of me it as it turns out like i, I know the victim personally so they, they reached out to me direct I went to their house. I know her and her husband. And as we're sitting there and I'm taking some notes and she's producing this other check that they always show up by FedEx or UPS overnight, things like that. So it looks professional. It looks legit. Yep, it does. This individual is calling and texting her. And I, I asked her, I'm like, well, do they know that you know this is fake? And she said, no. And I said, okay. We got a chance. I'm like, where did you mail the cash? Because you don't mail back gift cards or anything like that. In, in these cases, so it's not even then, a certified check. They're putting cash in an envelope no, and sending it. She the When she cashes the check, she's sending cash overnight to the offenders. Wow. Okay. So... I said, well, do they know? She said, no. And I said, okay, let's string them along. So we came up with this ruse um, because they obviously know she's an older person. I'm like, you're at the doctor. Just keep delaying them. You're at the doctor. And these, these people get pretty insistent and they get pretty aggressive. And so older people, generally, they get scared about this stuff. So I'm like, just, just string them along. And I, I gathered up some things at a residence. I took some photos and then I took off to the bank. And in this case, what helps is, you know, we're not the biggest community and I know a lot of people. So I knew 
the bank I was going to, and I got the bank to work with me on this deal. So what I did is I showed up to the bank, I talked to the manager, I said, here's what I need you to do. Who do I need to talk to to make this happen? I said, I need you to act like you've cashed this check. I need a bank slip that says it's cashed. I need I need a stack of cash, take a photo of, so it looks legit. And so then, the scammers I, wanted evidence so that they yes. knew that they so that they knew that they weren't being scammed. Is that so? They they really had yes. this laid out well. Yes, and and on top of it, I had to find a desk at the bank that the wood grain looked like the wood grain at the lady's kitchen. So just so by she'd chance, already done this for the first two times. She'd taken the yeah. bank slip. She'd taken the pictures of it. She yes. sent that all back to these folks. Okay. Yes. So through a series of phone calls, the bank goes to work. They talk to their security to try to get this lined up. I talk with security to try to get this lined up. And now my next move is, who do I call in this jurisdiction where this stuff is going to get sent? So you're, you're in, you're in one state. Mm -hmm. This whole scam, this whole scammer group is in another state. So you're cross jurisdictions, you're cross state lines now. Yes. Yes. Okay. And it, and it, and it just so happened that I knew somebody in this state. <laughs> because you are the guy that knows the guy. <laughs> I, I always try to be a guy that knows a guy. And or you girl. are. Yeah. So I make a call and then this person put me in touch with a, a guy who just happened to be the right guy. The guy, a master detective who headed up a task force in this particular city that dealt with this kind of stuff. And then I told him what I had going on. He started going to work. I kept him updated as this flowed throughout the day. And then I made another call and I was able to get in touch with the head of security for the company we used to make the delivery of uh, what, what the offenders thought was going to be an envelope full of cash. So that needed to look legit too. That was another component. When So when you mail the money back, they're going to demand to see a receipt. So we had to make it look like that was all legit. Okay. So I, I went to this, this company. I purchased an overnight envelope. And what I had done is the amount of money that it was going to be, I cut up white I cut up white paper in about dollar <laughs> bill size. And and actually, to be honest, I, I weighed it out because I had had a case years ago where several hundred thousand dollars were stolen. And I got curious, like, whoa, that way. So I, I kind of knew the weight of the bills. So I you I, want it to be legit when they get it. This this package yeah. is the right amount of money, right? Nice. It, yeah. So I it's a good stuff. thing you're not a criminal. I mean, look at your look at that Molly yeah. the wheel, the way the wheels. Yeah, are. and and I may have put a little note in the package, um, <laughs> so I, I I seal it up, send it off. I get a hold of the head of security for the company that we use, and said, "Here's your tracking number, and can you do an intercept?" And he said, "He's on it." 
So the scammers so, are expecting this to come. You said you got a next day envelope. So the scammers yes. are expecting they sent the check. It gets deposited. The pictures get taken. It's back in the mail. So they should have their money back in two to three days. No. So you said, no, 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 no. The next day by noon. Oh, they want so, it back that fast. Okay. So, so that means me and the original detective this was assigned to, me and him were driving overnight to to see this through because they needed us there oh you get to be on site nice yes yeah that was the, that was this was all fun that was fun being there when <laughs> it went down so he works on coordinating the intercept through his company i'm relating information back and forth with this detective in this city he's coordinating uh, an anticipatory, uh, an anticipatory search warrant on his end for what's going on. And then some other things that came into play unbeknownst to me at the time is where this check was being sent was actually a community of relocated foreign nationals. In this case, legitimately people from Nigeria that law enforcement was trying to find out who was involved in what there is. They knew things were going on, but they had no direct connect or a nexus to get in there with any kind of a search warrant or things I, like that. I got to throw a disclaimer out too, because we said reverse scamming Nigerians. We yeah. are not saying all Nigerians are are bad people. Oh, absolutely I'm just, not. I'm no. throwing that out there. This particular group of scammers were Nigerians that were bad people. Just want to that throw that disclaimer out before we get a bunch of emails. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that is correct. So on their end, they actually had a U.S. Secret Service task force that was now, be, they became interested in this case. Now they wanted some involvement to at least be there when this went down because now they're curious in the players because obviously some things are on their radar exactly what all those things were like and i'm not privy to all that but i did get word that they would be joining us on this search one and so in the meantime i'm i'm balancing calls between this task force in this city um the the delivery company that we're using for the package and then the victim in this case. And I'm, I'm scripting her on what to say and what to do and then delaying X amount of time and blah, blah, blah. So once the bank obviously comes on board and they're like, yes, we'll, we will do all this. I go there, I get a photo of a deposit slip that's fake. I get a photo of all the cash and I, I forward that to the victim um, who then forwards it on to <laughs> the offenders. And, and there could be a flaw in this, especially nowadays with technology. So if you, if you just take that forward photo and you forward it, and then that person forwards it. The, the metadata on there is going to show that yes, it was taken in somewhere else by another correct. phone at a different time. Yeah, that's correct. And actually, that played a hand in this because I did not know at the time because I instructor, I'm like, download this photo before you do this. That didn't happen. So that comes into play later. 
the one of the main scammers actually got my phone number, my work phone <laughs> number because of this. But that was a, that was another fun part of the story. We'll get to that because that, okay, that's good. A good, that's good. A good this, part this, of the story. this is good stuff. <clears throat> all right. So all this stuff, it it actually it works out by by some miracle. And anybody who's listened to this that's a cop and ever been involved in anything re- remotely close to this or anything, it, it, it's amazing. This was able to be pulled off, handling all these different uh, you know spokes of the wheel, for lack of a better term. So who who uh, else involved? You, I mean, your 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 local departments involved in this, the yes. department in the other states involved in this, yes. along with the task force that's involved in that. Well, so yeah, it's a a, a city PD, a, a task force, the Secret Service, us, a private company who's shipping the package, and then the offenders and a private citizen. But you so know, four seven. Ma- yeah, yeah, I think that's seven, six or seven. seven. So. Me and my my partner, we get up in the wee hours in the morning and we start making a long drive. We got to be a lot of excitement at, there, though. Keep, keep oh, yeah. Us. Excitement, yeah. coffee, donuts. And not because you're police, the donut thing. Don't get me wrong there. I'm just but, saying coffee, donuts, excitement. Yeah, yeah. It, disclaimer, we, we had a normal breakfast of like eggs and stuff. We did not have donuts. But, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> so we, we get to the city. And we meet up for the briefing and we, we talk about it and how it's going to go down. And this particular jurisdiction was large enough. You know, they had fake uniforms for various companies. So what had happened is the company did an intercept of the package. The package was given to a police officer who's dressed like a representative of that company. They were going to make delivery and there was going to be different facets of these organizations observing this delivery. So they, they make the delivery. A person takes receipt of the package. They sign for it. They go back inside. And then maybe less than a minute later, one of the funniest things happened. The person comes running back out to complain to the driver that they've been ripped off because inside the package was just white cut up pieces. Hold, of paper. hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got to wrap my head around this. So, be, because there wasn't money in the package, they ran out to complain to the delivery driver that they just got scammed. The scammers just got scammed. That's what they yeah, came they, out to complain about. They were upset because there wasn't cash in the envelope. There was just white pieces of paper. <laughs> and, and about that same time, um, these agencies were converging on the residents. And then me and my partner, we, we came in a few minutes later after we made sure everything was secure. Unbelievable. This is yeah. good stuff. You can't, you can't write fiction like this. I know truth is truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So where did it go from here? Uh, we tried to interview the, the individuals that wasn't very successful. A search warrant of the residents. We looked through everything, and what was found is it looked like there was just scam upon scam occurring. Inside the residence, there was like a closet. It was filled with high-end liquor, which looked like was being sold out of there too. How that was obtained is was kind of foggy at the time. I don't know if they 
determine what happened after that. There was also several overnight type envelopes from other people from around the country. And that had something to do with uh, like the scam we were working on. So how long had this been going? I mean, how long were they at that house for? Uh, I don't, I don't recall how long they had lived there. Not too terribly long, but I don't recall. if it had Well, it just used. seems really brazen to me that, these scammers have an address that everything, it's not even a PO box or like a fake address. There's actually people at this and no one had caught them to this point in time. No, no. And, and while we were in there, we found fake license plate, like temporary tags from another state. And outside was like an alert patrol sergeant. And he, he came in, he said, Hey, all these cars in this neighborhood have the same tag on them. And one car tried to escape and that registered to the address we we're at. So they end up seizing a few, I think some high-end foreign cars. I, I can't exactly remember all of them. I know one was a Mercedes, but they had they seized a few cars in this incident because they were related to this now license plate scam that they uncovered there. So in the end, there was there was cash take recovered, and then some vehicles seized too, and a lot of booze. I I think in the end the booze was left because there's like no there's like no real nexus to show that it had been. There wasn't a paper know, trail to show that it was ill right. ill gotten goods. Right, right. It, it certainly was very very suspicious, um, but be that as it may, there was like no real way to say well it's missing from here or there. So I just think that was all left behind in the end. So did the victims get their cash recovered? Well, the victims in our case, no. And see, that's the, that's the bad thing to these cases. Once people get the money, the money is gone. Mm -hmm. And then the other problem is, is yes, this person that answered the door and then admitted to opening up that package had involvement, but was it the person, the same person that opened it a few days before when our victim sent it. And, and so absent showing that, it's it's hard to say, well, you're the one that set up the victim in my town and scammed him. So that's, that's part of the, I guess, the downfall of these cases. There's satisfaction in getting somebody. Yeah. There's satisfaction in getting them with things they shouldn't have and, and seizing things that they gained illegally but a lot of times what happens in this case is even if you find an offender or a really really good suspect your victim's not getting anything back sure it's gone so in this case that's what happened is our victim they didn't get anything back mm -hmm. how many people were in the house when you guys raided it two there were two, two. people and oh and then it ended up there was a third, but that person wasn't there. But then my phone rang. And it was it was the main scammer, the guy. He got your number from the metadata in the photo. Yes. Oh, this is an interesting conversation. He did. So I encouraged him to just come back to his house and we could talk about everything. He did not believe me that I was at his house. And he, he didn't want to accept the fact that I was telling the truth and I was there. So then I took a 
photo of his front door with his address and I sent it to him and then he hung up the phone. Did you ever hear hide or hair from him ever again? No. 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 Wow. But it, it I mean, that kind of felt good. So he knew yeah. we were he knew we were there. He knew we got stuff. But you know, in the end, that's again, that's what happens a lot of times in these cases. You know, you're your your justice is measured in different ways. It's it's sure. never whole and complete like you see on TV. It's you have to count your victories in different ways. So what were these two people were prosecuted, but I mean, as you said, they you really couldn't pin everything to them. So I'm guessing they didn't their prosecution probably was pretty minimal. Well, yeah, and I don't know what the other state ended up charging with. In in our state, when this whole case was presented, it was not charged in our state. It was elected to be charged in a, in the other state. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know the outcome of that because again, a lot of times what happens in these cases is once that stuff goes on and it goes down the road and it happens over months, maybe years, you know, you don't people don't reach back out and say, sure. hey, this this is the outcome. And as as a, as foreign nationals, I'm guessing their visas were probably revoked for, I think, any crime. So then they, you know, there's some justice yeah. in that. Hopefully, yeah. I don't. So. And, and yeah, I don't know the outcome of that either. That that could have been a possibility. I, I don't know. I, I know there was a lot of, you know, probably really really good intelligence that was was gathered. So oh yeah, I'm sure too. they had they had a lot of. I'm I'm assuming they're doing a lot of stuff through computers and cell phones. So all of that information could have been gathered and yeah and taken. So it's just uh you, you shut and you shut that down. Who knows how long and how many people they had taken advantage of. So um it's just yeah. I wish there were more stories like this. I mean uh you know detective coming from a little town you know gets the uh the secret service and in, involved because they're interested in another jurisdiction and uh, you know a specialty crime force so uh you know it's, it's a great story i wish i wish you would have been able to catch all of them get get the money back but as you said it doesn't always work the same way that it does on tv yeah that's true but it it does feel good cuz yeah we got something out of it we did we followed through and it does feel good to get to whatever degree you can people like this and put a stop to them, even if it's temporarily, because mm-hmm. a lot of times with these scam cases, they don't get resolved. They don't, there's so many no. of them. Departments are inundated with this stuff. It's rare for this stuff to happen, but the opportunity to, I, I termed it as running a reverse on them. It was it was enjoyable. I'll be honest. It was enjoyable. It brought a smile to our faces that we were able to do something with it. Yeah, it's it's nice to hear the success stories because you don't usually hear those. You just hear about the scam stories. So excellent, yeah. great job. I uh, this this was fun, Jeff. I hope I hope we can uh, do a couple more of these and catch sure. a couple more people. Well, now I'm saying catch them a couple more people, but I'm just the guy sitting behind a microphone, so. <laughs> hey, hope you can right. catch a couple more people, and I can yeah. talk to you about it. So it's it's fun. It's a good time. Great. Well, Jeff, as always, it was a pleasure to have you on, and I'm looking forward to our to our next conversation. Have, have a All good right, evening. Chris. Thanks, Chris. You too. Appreciate Thanks. it.